Another week, another win for the Cary Grove football team. And welcome back in to the Cary Grove football show for week 11 as we enter the second round of the Class 6A playoffs, the Trojans in the north bracket of 6A as that rattle off a first-round victory, 41-8 to over Rockford East on a rainy, cold, and windy Friday night last week. The Trojans advance to a second-round game at Grays Lake Central this Friday at 7 p.m. in Grays Lake as the Rams won their first playoff game for the first time since 2012. A lot of highlights from Friday, but really it was typical Cary Grove fashion. A lot of quick drives. Uh, the, the third and fourth touchdowns, especially, as we'll talk with, with Coach Seberg later on in the show, separated by just 15 seconds and uh, really, they rolled from the first play, scoring from the first play from scrimmage. Nick Hassong, 54-yard touchdown run, and it was all Trojans from there as they held up against Rockford East. Great conversation this week to lead off. We don't have a player conversation. We have Cary Grove Athletic Director Jim Altendorf, and that's really our, our focus for this first part of the show as we spend several minutes with him, about 8 to 10 minutes there. Uh, Jim gets emotional at times in, in this discussion, and uh, it's raw, raw emotion and education and teaching and, and any opportunity at the school, uh, teaching and coaching especially, it's, it's the people business. And I think what you're going to hear the next eight, nine, or ten minutes is a reflection of that, of a man putting so much into one, one space, one building, uh, so many different people and kids over the years, and what a job uh, Jim has done as he's stepping down after his 11th year as AD this year, and we reflect on that in our talk. Uh, also, he was recognized before kickoff on Friday, so we lead off with that question and then uh, go into a little bit about his bio and, and different history and uh, his his time with with Kerry Grove. So let me give you his bio actually first uh, before we get into it because we don't necessarily spell it out during the interview. He began at Kerry Grove in 1992. He was a PE and driver's ed teacher first, and then he coached in four different sports throughout his career prior to becoming AD, including 15 years with the girls' basketball program. Nine of those as the varsity head coach. Before he became AD, he was also the assistant AD for a decade. Really look forward to, to you hearing our conversation. And if you know Jim, uh, you'll, get, you'll get it. You know, you'll understand some of that emotion in here. And definitely a genuine human being. And uh, as, as many people at Cary Grove are, and I think the leadership like Jim is a big reason for that. Also a quick note. All the ladies up in the front office at Cary Grove this past Friday for Halloween were were Jim Altendorf for Halloween. So that was pretty funny. It was enjoyable. There's a couple of photos on Twitter. So wanted to give a shout out to the women of the main and front office as they do a fantastic job every day as well. As usual, our conversation with Coach Seberg on the way. But first, Jim Altendorf. Let's go. It is my pleasure to welcome Cary Grove Athletic Director Jim Altendorf to the show, not only because Jim is a regular listener 
to the podcast, but uh, he has done great things for this school. And Coach Seberg uh, suggested that he should be on this week. I agree. It's, it's great to have him on. And we're excited to talk to him. Jim, I wanted to start with the game Friday night besides uh, staying dry uh, in the rain and the wind. Uh, there was a tribute that a few people drafted up and uh, was announced over the PA. Uh, were you aware of this tribute and just some of your emotions as it was going on? Yeah, uh, no, I was not aware of it. And uh, if I was aware of it, it probably wouldn't have happened. Um, but uh, it was awful nice. And, you know, for me, it's just been a pleasure serving uh, the Cary Grove community. Uh, it's a very passionate community. And, uh, you know, my reasons for stepping down are I just simply have nothing left to give. And I feel good about that. It's a community that deserves uh, f for for Cary Grove employees to give them everything they got. And, and that's what I've done. And, and so, uh, you know, I'm appreciative of the kids and the coaches and the community. If you had, I'm going to take you to my English class for a second. If you had to describe your run in one word, what would it be and why? Um, fun. Uh, just because I care so much about Cary Grove. And uh, it's going to be kind of hard to talk about. But, um, <clears throat> but you know, when you just love something so much, it's it's just fun to do. It's just fun to do. You had, uh, we, we were talking a little bit off mic before we, we pressed record, and you were going into the story of how you got the job and you've been a Trojan since 1992, and, and kind of the rest is really literally history, and you've had a variety of jobs, as I talked about uh, in the open. What is uh, some highlights and takeaways uh, prior to becoming AD? You know, for example, running the basketball program on the girls' side for so long, um, what was that era of your career like? You know, it, it, probably the highlight for me was being head girls basketball coach and all those players that played for me. Uh, I loved every single one of those girls. And, you know, the times have changed. And back then you coached pretty hard. And I don't know that anybody coached kids harder than I did. And I really got after those girls because I truly cared about them. And, uh, they just responded and they were so resilient and, and, and they've gone on to do great things. And, and so for me, that that's probably the highlight of, uh, of my coaching. As a former coach and now as the AD, what do you value out of the coaches that work under you now? You know, what do you see when you hire them or what do you want to see? Um, or what kind of things do you, do you look for? You know, um, I think Coach Seberg is a perfect example of what I look for. Uh, I think back to, to, to early in his career, and he hasn't lost a whole lot of games. But when he does lose games, he's the same guy as the guy that wins games, and he's no different when he wins the state championship than when he loses a conference game. Or, you know, he just is so uh, steady and hardworking and committed and – you know, I, I also, this is going to sound a little odd, but I also think about the, the their family and the support they get from their family because that support from home means so much. And uh, I'm thankful for our, our this football coaching staff because every single one of their families is involved in Cary Grove football. Well, then that's a good segue to a little bit about uh, the community aspect of this school. You know, I think 
if you're somebody from the outside, maybe you don't grasp it as much. But I know we've talked before about Cary and Fox River Grove and that feeding into the building. And it just seems like it's been a consistent thing where we've talked about this on previous shows where even on a Friday night, but other events too, like, for example, like our theater program or, or whatever it is. But there's people from strollers to, to walkers, you know, from, from the toddler to the senior citizen. And why do you think that is? Why, why is it such a connective moment um, uh, in, this, in this place? I, I just think Curie Grove is it's two towns coming to one community or one school. And Curie Grove is like the focal point of those two towns, you know, and, and we get kids that come from Cary junior high and we get kids that come from Fox river Grove and we get kids that come from St. Peter and Paul and the community just is so supportive of that. Um, and, and that's really just, it's, it's that simple. It's just such a strong community that has a strong desire to, to provide for kids, uh, with athletics and with extracurriculars and plays and all those things. And, and, uh, it's a community that also, they want well-balanced kids. We have kids that are involved in, in football and the musicals. And uh, it's just an awesome thing, and, and we work together. And uh, I think the community sees us work together. The kids see us work together. And it just becomes this, this thing that festers within the community, and everybody responds. In terms of the day-to-day operations, what – have been some highlights from that and or some things that you will miss? Tim Garris and Donegan and Shaw. Yeah. They are, uh, they're, they're the behind the scenes operation. Yeah. So I'll miss them. So your final two years, so you're not retiring and and your final two years are going to be as a PE teacher. Or driver's ed, okay. Yeah. And it's not determined yet what building, right? No. No, it's not determined yet. So my question is, if it's in one of the other three buildings, what is that going to look like in terms of your some of your spirit wear, especially on, on Fridays? Yeah, I'll be honest. They're not going to get me in any other color than navy blue. Uh, so, yeah, they can try, but uh, I'll, I'll wear navy blue. Okay, we'll we'll check back in on that. Uh, I think my final thing, Jim, uh, before we wrap up, unless there's anything else that that you wanted to go over, and uh, but this 2021 team, ten and zero, second round game this week. Uh, how fun is it to just to be a fan this year? And um, you know, what do you see in the possibly the last few weeks of the fall here? You know, I I sure hope we can make the run. And uh, for me, this team is so unique in that uh, typically our Cary Grove teams are very disciplined in terms of we get three yards at a time, four yards at a time, five yards at a time. And this team this year has so much speed that the yards are coming in 30 and 40 yard chunks as opposed to past seasons where we just had to be so disciplined with everything we do. And these guys are equally as disciplined. They're just able to get big runs and big plays and, it's been so exciting, uh, you know, and so hopefully we can keep it going. But this is the time when things start getting difficult. Round two, the quarterfinals, uh, all the teams that are left are, are good at this point. So we'll see how it plays out. But um, I, I just appreciate the, the approach our kids take, the sportsmanship that they show, 
and the way that they approach practice every day. I couldn't be more proud of our kids and our coaches because they're just a one day at a time group and they, they know how, you know, but in doing so that gets, that's what gets you to, to the quarterfinals and the semifinals and the state finals. And I'm just looking forward to, to watching the show. Week 11 of the high school football season. And as always, we have our coach Seberg segment and besides battling the rain on Friday and practically having to build an arc. It was rainy all week last week. What were your takeaways from the Friday night win as we open up the 2021 postseason? Well, we talked with the guys a lot about about momentum and, and how that factors into the game and how we want to take the momentum. And, you know, I think we did a great job of that in the first game with, with our uh, defense holding them and, and stopping a, a fake punt and then um, – getting into uh getting a quick score and you know the wind was really a, a factor in that first half also it was really howling out of the north so we were able to pin them back and get some stops and get some turnovers and just really never let them get into the game and I think our kids did a, a great job of of executing and and uh you know we're happy we're into the second round now it was another Kerry Grove dominant offensively game the first four touchdowns, the the plays per drive were one, four, four, and one, and scores were separated by 304, 320, and then 15 seconds, all of 15 seconds. What has it been about this offense to work so quickly but also put points on the board that fast? Um, I'd have to say our, our speed is probably the number one factor. We've got – real explosive players at all four of the positions in the backfield. Um, and once those guys get into the open field with guys that maybe were a little bit slower, you know, you may not see those long extended runs. Uh, you're, um, and so that's, I think that's probably the, the number one thing right now is, is our speed. And then, you know, in terms of, of Nick breaking off some long runs, I think it helps with, with our offensive line getting off the ball real well and, and uh, getting great push. And then our backs, once they get going, uh, just uh, just keep going. The defensive starters, again, pitched a shutout, gave up no points. What have you seen from them to remain as good as they have been, especially with – um, you know, a few new guys in the rotation or, or still guys really finding their way, and yet they've really held serve, and, uh, you know, they're, they're going to have to step up in the playoffs. So to see that in week one was was probably pretty encouraging. Yeah, really, it's the same thing. It's it's our team speed on defense. Our guys up front, uh, for the most part, aren't overly big size-wise, but just get to the ball and uh, are aggressive and tackle well and uh, we've really had some some guys improve throughout the year too, and so now as the seasons progress, those guys are really starting to play with more confidence. And uh, overall, you're seeing that you're seeing the the results on the field. Grays Lake Central had their first playoff win since 2012 on Friday night, and the Rams are your opponent in round two um, as as the Trojans head to Grays Lake this Friday night. What have you seen from them? so far because they've had a resurgence under under their new head coach yeah they've they've really had a great year they've found ways to win they they have guys who are very competitive you can see on film um and you know they they really kind of stick to their game plan and and do what they want to do 
and they're very good at that. They've got some athletes in key spots. They're they have big, a lot of uh, good size up front, and play physical. So um, definitely a challenge for us uh, in terms of uh, trying to stop what they do, and and then in turn us trying to uh, trying to do what we do. Okay, we're gonna re- rewind the tape again into the uh, the previous playoff history, and I guess depending on the year, it's either a VHS or maybe a, a DVD, but. Uh, previous second round memories and or highlights as that's the spot we're in this year well my my memory basically starts in 2004 because I got here in 2001 I've heard about some of the other playoff games from the previous years but you know all of my recollections start back then so I remember in, in 2004 in our second round we played Belvedere at home it was a very physical game. Both teams ran the ball a lot. Belvedere at that time was still running the option like us, and uh, I know that one was a, a real close game. I think it was a, a one-touchdown game. Um, I know in, in 2009 what was significant about that game was we played Highland Park, but we played it at Lake Forest High School because Highland Park at that time did not have turf, and it was a really rainy fall, and their field was torn up. And so we were able to play the game at Lake Forest, but the weather was very hot. It was, it was so hot that we went back and looked at the records because, you know, sometimes, sometimes your, your, your perception of history changes over time. And, and it felt like it was 80, 85 degrees, but I think it was actually like low seventies, but it was still very warm, you know, especially since we're going to have some cold weather this week. But um, very good game in 2009. Uh, 2012, we played St. Pat's in the second round, and uh, St. Pat's was coming out of the Catholic League, had some really talented players, and and I just remember that game was a game where we really executed very well on both sides, got a lot of turnovers on defense, scored on offense, and had a great game. And, um, And then, you know, even though we came up a little short in 2017, uh, we played Prairie Ridge here that that year, and in a in a similar um, uh, weather as the previous game, wet, rainy, uh, muddy, and uh, lost a close one to them. And so the second round games that we've had in the past have really proven to be some some pretty good pretty good games. And you know, just thinking more in 2014, we played St. Charles North, had a real physical game with them, very similar to this year where we hadn't really played a, a a real close game and uh and and in 2014 we I think we played our starters for most of the game in that second round so um everybody plays hard in the playoffs that's that's one thing we've talked about with the team is everyone plays hard everyone is going to fight to the end and you're going to get the best effort that that's out there in guys and so um as the as the rounds move forward you you that you start to see that and so um you know, we'll we'll uh, definitely be ready for this week. Thanks to Mr. Altendorf and Coach Seberg for their time. And again, really enjoyable conversation with the athletic director at Cary Grove, along with our discussion every week leading up to the game with Coach Seberg. And hope you enjoyed another episode, week 11 Cary Grove at Grays Lake Central, 7 p.m. Friday in Grays Lake. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I'm your host, Matt Cozy, and this is the Cary Grove Football Show.